Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Behind the Curtains, a podcast where I share my dance experiences and debunk misconceptions about competitive dance. I'm your host, Zoe Finholm. Let's go. The following podcast is sponsored by the Hood College Bookstore. Most of us think of the bookstore as just a place to buy or rent books, but I'm here to tell you that's not the case. The Hood College Bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood-branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, mugs and cups. They even have Hood-branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has you back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College Bookstore has you covered for all your gifts, school, snack, and clothing needs. So the next time you're in wit, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Zoe Finholm, and the name of this podcast, Behind the Curtains, and receive 10% off your purchase. The competition season usually starts in January and goes until May or June. There's a competition happening every weekend, so your studio will generally go to like one a month. These competitions would go from Friday to Sunday. They would start around 3 p.m. on Friday just so that it wouldn't interfere with school. And usually they'll end around 10 at night. And then Saturday and Sunday, they will start around 8 a.m. and end around 11 p.m. So in order to understand the scheduling, first we need to understand the different categories that you can enter your dances in. There's four different ways that your dances can be separated. So that'll be group size, age range, style, and level. So group size, it will range between a solo, which would be one person obviously, and then a duo or trio, which is two or three people, and then a small group, which is usually around four to nine people, a large group, is usually 10 to 16 people then there's lines that are usually 17 to 25 people and a production which is 26 or larger sometimes the numbers are a little bit different but that's usually roughly what it is so it's also separated by age range so they'll be separated it'll be like 8 and under 9 to 11 12 to 15 and then 16 to 19 for your age range and then it'll be off of the average it's also separated by style so you'll have your ballet your tap your jazz your modern your hip-hop all those different styles and it's also separated by level so you have your beginner your intermediate and your advanced level so for beginners this is maybe their first year competing they only dance around two hours a week and then intermediate they dance around four to six hours a week and they competed They have a little bit of competition experience, but advanced level, they dance a lot, and they've had lots of competition experience. So each studio will enter the dances into their respective categories. The schedule will be made based off the categories, so you'll compete your dance with all the other studios that have a dance in the same category. For example, so it'll be all of the advanced age 16 jazz small groups will compete one after the other then they'll usually switch to something else when competitions are making the schedule they try to take into consideration how fast the changes are going to be so that people are having their dances spaced out enough so that they're not too tired at competitions there's three judges that sit at the at a table at the foot of the stage 
and they'll be critiquing your dance based off of things like the cleanliness of the dance, like does it look like a mess or does it look like everyone knows what they're doing. It'll be on technique and overall impression. Most competitions do their scoring off of 300, so each judge will have 100 points and they will score the dances they see fit, so the highest score would be 100, and then you add them all up, and then it'll be out of 300. They will use that score to calculate overall high scores and adjudications. Usually the competition day is broken up into sessions, so there'll be like a morning, an afternoon, and a night session, and after each session they'll have an award ceremony. So awards are really long and boring and sometimes confusing if you don't really know what to listen for, but all the dancers will sit on stage in their jackets. So they'll start out with judges' special awards. So each judge will pick usually around five dances that really resonated with them. Maybe they really liked the formations or the passion all the dancers had or um, just like the concept or something like that. But it would be um, congratulating dancers on things that wouldn't really come up on a score sheet. So they'll announce those and they'll talk to the dancers and ask them things like, who choreographed this piece? What does it mean to you? Or like, do you have a fun memory rehearsing this dance or things like that? And then we'll go into adjudications. So adjudications are based solely off of the score and they'll make up some sort of weird score range. Um, And they come up with the most obscure names for these ranges. But so usually the adjudication scale will be as follows. So it'll be a 291 to 300 will get a diamond, 279 to 290.9 will receive a platinum, 269 to 278.9 will receive a high gold, and 255 to 266 will receive a gold. Like I said, it's kind of stupid, but generally you want to be getting a platinum or a diamond. For overalls, they will do it by age and group size and level but all the styles are competing against each other so it'll be all of like the intermediate teen small groups will compete against each other and um, depending on how many dances they had in that category they will do like a top 10 or a top 5 and they'll acknowledge top scoring dances usually there's a cash prize involved Um, so if you're like the top three like first place will get 300, second place will get 200, and third place will get $100 or something, some version of that. And that will go towards the studio and they'll do this for every session. So that award ceremony usually takes around 20 minutes. They are really boring. Um, I've fallen asleep during awards, not gonna lie, but they are really fun. So these will happen after every session and usually the last session of the weekend on Sunday night they will do the studio awards. So this award ceremony is a little bit longer, but they will give out awards that are studio-wide based off the entire weekend. And so these are some very exciting awards to get, and they're very hard to earn because it's usually like 30 studios you're competing against for just one award. So some of the awards that they might give out are like a choreography award. So they'll want to acknowledge like innovative choreography that was age appropriate and had really good storytelling and really matches the music and had good dynamics and things like that. And then there's sportsmanship awards. So the people that are working backstage to make like as a stage manager or as tech, they'll monitor how dancers behave and 
they'll acknowledge whoever was the best behaved at the competition. So they'll be looking for things like your punctuality. Did you like come on time? Did you check in correctly? Were you polite to the dancers backstage and the people working? And did you just basically show good manners to people? So, so in addition to competitions, there's also conventions and their season operates simultaneously with competitions. We will usually go to one or two conventions a year just because they're a lot more expensive and more time-consuming. Conventions are a weekend-long activity where it's a little combination of competitions and then master classes that happen all day. All these classes are hosted by these master teachers who are all professionals. So they work on shows like Dancing with the Stars or they're professional choreographers or they dance on Broadway or like touring shows or they're members of ballet companies and they're all really good dancers and we we get a little starstruck when we meet them. So it'll start on Friday around 8 in the morning and they'll start with solos and solos will happen throughout the entire day and they'll do awards periodically throughout the day. So usually they'll do like mini and junior solos so that'll be like people like ages 12 and under and then they'll all do their solos and then they'll announce overalls after their solos then they'll do the same thing with teen and seniors and then they'll do their solo awards and then they'll go into duo trios usually on friday and those will be at night on saturday morning you'll start out with a like big group warm-up so it'll be every single dancer that's in the classes which usually is about like 1500 kids divided by age level so it ends up being around like 400 per room just like competitions the convention classes are broken up into age level after the warm-up you'll break up into your rooms and you'll have classes so classes are usually about an hour long and they'll go until around 2.30 or 3 with a lunch break in the middle. These classes are long and tiring and really hard. And you're dancing on concrete, which I don't know if any of you have ever done that, but it's, it hurts. So during these classes, these teachers are also watching to give out scholarships. So they will pay attention to like who's really committed. They may not have the correct choreography all the time, but they're really dedicated and are putting in a lot of effort and they grab the teacher's attention. So they'll recognize them in class and then additionally at the awards ceremony later that weekend. Classes will go on until around 2.30 or 3 and then we'll go back into competition. So around 4, group dances will start. So it'll be every single small, large line or production and they'll all compete and then it's still broken up in like age category, but it's it's more randomized just so that we can really speed things up because we kind of are racing the clock in a way because no one wants to be at awards at 3 a.m. We'll just kind of go as fast as they can through all the dances and they'll still judge all of the dances and provide them with critiques. Another fun thing about conventions is that traditionally at like competitions they will have like a stage manager but 
at conventions they have like assistants that are between like nine and like 20 that are running the entire competition so it's a lot less organized but it's in a way a little bit more fun because the kids are just kind of there for a good time after that they will go into awards they run late so usually these awards happen between 1 and 3 a.m and it's long and boring and usually we're all just cranky at that hour and then after awards you kind of rush back to your hotel room so that you can get a little bit of sleep before you have to wake up to go to class at seven so Sunday will operate the same way as Saturday, just without any competition. So you'll have classes from around 7 to around 3 p.m., with again with a lunch break in the middle. At the end of Sunday's classes, there'll be a large award ceremony where they present any of the scholarship winners. In between acknowledging some of the scholarship winners, they'll have performances from Saturday night's competition, and it's usually the highest scoring dances from each category. They'll announce scholarship winners, so it'll be um, usually each teacher will have like a few people from each age category that they want to acknowledge, and then they'll also have awards for each studio. After that, you get your stuff and you go home, and then you take a f- giant nap. So those are conventions. I was never a big fan of conventions. They stressed me out. So nationals is held at the end of every season and they are kind of like the closing event of the dance season. So nationals will be held sometime in late June to mid-July. It's about a week long. Sometimes they're five days, sometimes they're like eight or nine. It's still broken up into sessions, but there's like 2,000 dances we need to get through. So in order to keep things moving along speedily, there's two different rooms. So so it'll still be broken up into the same sessions as regular competitions are, but they will have two rooms operating simultaneously with different judges, but they all have the same criteria that they judge off of. So sometimes it gets a little confusing because you're just like, wait, what's going on? And where am I supposed to be? But... We all figure it out. So here, with your solos, you're working to compete for national titles. And for group dances, you're working to recompete at the end of the week. When you recompete, you're going against the top five scoring studios in your category. So at this second round of competition, you're competing for a, a lot of money and a lot of recognition. And it's just kind of fun to win at awards during the week they'll still give out top 10 and then after that they'll acknowledge the top five studios and it's always very like stressful so you're just kind of like who am I going to compete against or like am I even going to make it to recompete and we all kind of calculate based off of the overall awards and then we'll kind of like speculate who's going to win based off of how they performed during the week and we'll like when we're at nationals, we'll like stalk every studio and figure out where they're from and what they're about. And at some competitions, nationals, they'll have like a title pageant where you'll like get really dressed up and you'll be, it'll be like an interview. And it's on stage in front of a large audience 
and you'll go one at a time and a judge will ask you a question that's kind of dance related it'll vary based off of your age but like they'll ask the really young kids that are like eight like why do you love dance and then like when you're older when you're like 15 and 16 they'll start asking you like what challenges have you overcome in dance and how did you learn from your mistakes or and they just want to see like your composure how can you like respond in a high stress situation and so that will also factor in to making their decision for who can be the title winner nationals is very fun they're usually at the beach so I'll get my tan on. Another fun thing about nationals being on the beach is that you can you can tell who took advantage of their beach days because you'll see like the people that are incredibly sunburned or the people that got incredibly bizarre tan lines. You'll know who went to the beach that day. That's kind of um, the most simplified version of dance competitions I can provide you with. I know that they can be tricky and it does take a lot of exposure to really understand what's going on so now in case i bored you with the technicalities i will provide you with some fun stories from my time as at dance competitions so usually at competitions it is so ridiculously early um that we are losing our mind um one time i had a call time i think at five in the morning and i hated it and i had to be there until like 11 at night it was just simply way too long and that day, one of the seniors at my studio, I think I was a sophomore at the time, but she had prom the same day as the competition. So after we did all of our dances, we helped her get ready for prom and we took pictures in the dressing room. It was really fun. I think so that's like one of my most memorable stories. So now that we've kind of established what dance competitions are and the rules and technicalities of it, I'm going to talk about some of the very memorable dances I was in. Just to establish something, just because the dance was memorable does not mean it was good. So let's just keep that in mind. So every year, my studio does this big production, and almost everybody on the competition team is in the dance. And it's very, it's usually, it usually has a really like big theme. It's usually like a parent favorite, and they're always very memorable, or something. So my very first production that I was in, it was called USO Medley. And USO stands for United Service Organization, and from my understanding, they basically provide entertainment to U.S. soldiers during war, so they'll go, like, sing and dance for them. And they used a couple of songs from the 1940s. I don't really remember them. But this dance, we used props for it, and props are always very tricky. We had white rolling boxes that were around, like, it was about two by two by two feet and they had American flags on the front of them. They, the boxes were on wheels. And our teacher, who was insane, made us stand on the rolling boxes and tap dance on them. And I swear I cheated death every time I did that dance. After the tap section, we had to run off stage and change our shoes to jazz shoes. Like this was always a very problematic section. Not even the onstage part, it was what happened offstage. So one girl got her shoes stolen backstage, so she had to buy a new pair. And people would get in our way all the time, and it was very stressful. My gosh. So the next production that I was in was called Killer Queen. It was another medley, and it was of Queen songs, and it was 
We Will Rock You, Another One Bites the Dust, Somebody to Love, Killer Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Don't Stop Me Now. It was a very fun dance, um, but now I can't listen to Queen anymore because it kind of ruined it for me. And then my next production that I was in was called Let the Games Begin, and it was right after the 2016 Summer Games. The costumes, they were like blue leotards that had stars on it. It was very like patriotic music, and we just kind of like very interpretively represented all the sports that were at the games. And we had like an opening ceremony. We had props that were torches, like with fake fire, obviously. And so we passed those around. And we had like an opening ceremony with everyone on stage and I broke into the sports. So we did like track slash running, we did swimming, we did diving, uh, we did fencing and synchronized swimming. And we had a mini winter Olympic section and we had gymnastics and then we did the closing ceremony where it was just everyone on stage and we were just kind of like celebrating like our wins perhaps. So that one was fun. And then my next production that I was in was called The Colony. I have no idea where this idea came from. I'm gonna assume that my teachers were like watching a documentary and really liked the way that ants moved around in their formations. So they turned it into a dance. So our senior from that year, she was our queen ant and she was the lead and she's an icon and I love her so much. But we were all like the little ants that worked to protect her. It was very good. And we won nationals with that dance, so it was very exciting. Our costumes for the colony were like brown velvet leotards with mesh cutouts in the middle. So my next production that I was in, I'm a junior in high school right now. So it was called On the Town. It was based off the movie and also musical called On the Town. And we were split kind of in half. And half of us were sailors and the other half were the saucy ladies. And so the very basic premise of On the Town is that the sailors have a night during World War II to spend in New York and just kind of do what they want. So the, the three main sailors go around and try to get a lady for the night. And I played a sailor, but the guys would flirt with the ladies and try to get their attention and things like that. So there's a lot of partnering and a lot of lifting. So I got really strong that year because I had to like carry people around that were like a foot taller than me. But during nationals that year, I got thrown into one of the lead sailor roles like a few days before nationals. So that was fun. That was very stressful, but it was fun being a lead because I got to carry a prop. This, my last production when I was a senior in high school was called To Infinity and it was space themed and it was most certainly interesting. Our costumes I hated so much. They were like a 2012 Tumblr Galaxy print and I hated it and we had to bedazzle them. At the time, we were in charge of bedazzling our own costumes. So my friend, who was also a senior in high school at the time, and we would like prank each other throughout the year a little bit. And so we bedazzled each other's costumes and she put a sequin like right on my nipple and then I put one like right on her crotch. It was very funny. We got good laughs out of that, but after that, COVID shut down, and then I didn't compete ever again. So I only had to do that dance once. I've been in a million dances, and they're all slightly memorable, but I'm gonna do like four more. So this one, I am a sophomore in high school, and, um, and the dance is called November, and we were little leaves, and we blew around in the wind, and we wore like really pretty dresses, and they're all like different fall colors, and we had like leaf hair pieces. It was really good. 
and it's probably like one of my favorite dances ever. My favorite memory of that dance was some of the dance competition judges aren't very smart sometimes because I mean they they watch like 300 dances a day so sometimes like your brain cells deteriorate you know so this dance is about four minutes long and it is very like apparent that we are leaves for the dance is called November and we're wearing leaves like on our head and we also start in like essentially a leaf pile and about three minutes in the judge goes and I'm quoting oh my god your leaves and she just figured that out and we made fun of that a lot so keeping with our seasonal theme we did spring and winter next so spring I was a junior in high school then and we wore these like floral leotards with dark green skirts and and it was pretty fun we danced to Vivaldi spring and that one did really well at competitions and it scored really high so winning now as a senior we did winter and we were snowflakes in a blizzard we all wore like different versions of white mesh costumes and because no two snowflakes are alike we all got really different like costume situations like i had like a white mesh top mesh pants so my final dance that i'll share with you today is called nemakitapa and i'm probably pronouncing it slightly wrong because it is in french so the english translation to that is don't leave me we all worked together to choreograph so our teacher took the lyrics and translated them into english so that we could actually understand it and she would give us a verse and she said go forth and we got to choreograph based off the english lyrics and we would do a little section and we would just kind of like show each other and then our teacher reconstructed it back into a full dance and she staged it and everything and it looked really good and the lighting for that high recital looked wonderful and my god that was a good dance but that was all of my super memorable dances i was in like four thousand more so i can go like one by one and talk about every single dance i've ever been in um but i think i would bore all of you so Thank you for listening to Behind the Curtains, a dance podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Finholm. Tune in next week where we'll talk about dealing with injuries as a dancer. Have a great day.